Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Today, I am here with Nikki, who is a Air Force spouse. So Nikki, welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm super excited to have you on. So start by telling me kind of just a little bit about, you know, yourself and your service member. So me and my husband, we have been married for four years. Um, And like you stated before, he is Air Force active duty military. And we've been in for five years. So we're still newbies. I call (laughs) (laughs) So we've been through two PCS now. Um, We're currently stationed in California, California at Edwards Air Force Base. So in the desert, hot, (laughs) craziness. Um, We have a one-year-old son who keeps us on our toes, literally. Um, He's very hyper. He's sleeping right now. So let's hope he stays asleep. (laughs) But yeah, that's that's about it in a nutshell. (laughs) Yeah. So what kind of experiences have you had? You mentioned that you've had experienced two PCSs. Um, You know, what kind of was that like and any other experiences that you've had as a military spouse? So we have been here um, at Edwards for a year. Um, It'll be a year this month. And um, the PCS (laughs) to get here was craziness because our son was about 10 months old at the time. And so we were coming from Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana. So that was a long trek from the south to the west coast. Just about Um, cross country. (laughs) Yes, it was craziness. But we made the best of it. Um, Once we had um, everything moved out the house, we went from there to South Padre, Texas. We took our time, enjoyed my birthday because my birthday's next week. (laughs) Happy Um, early birthday. (laughs) Thank you. So, you know, we just took our time. We went to Texas. um, We visit my in-laws and then went from there. We went to um, Arizona, New Mexico. We just kind of took a state by state and just enjoyed it. And once we got to California, um, we stayed in, you know, the hotel for a little bit till our house was ready. But, you know, you just got to make the best of it. Being a military family, you know, things don't always go as as you want them to. We thought we would be able to just move straight into the house. But, you know, we had to stay in a hotel for um, about a month. I think it was a month. Um, so it's better than others. I've heard yes. horror stories. <laughs> I've heard horror stories. So I'm thankful that we did not have to stay in the hotel that long. Um, but yeah, that was one of our big things was the PCS and getting everything squared away and then making sure that when we our stuff got back to us, we we're trying to check it, see if things were broke and like, oh, should we have just brought this ourselves? Or you know, so <laughs> That, you know, PCSing and moving, that's kind of like one of like, when you think military life, you think moving around, you Mm -hmm, think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, moving and traveling and things like that. But what kind of things, you know, aside from those things like moving and 
you know, deployments and things like that, that are kind of like staples when it comes to the military life. What kind of things have you experienced that maybe a lot of people don't know about, if any? Um, I feel like, I guess people know that we do meet a lot of people, you know, you're going from state to state, sometimes overseas and things like that. But one thing is like building this strength from being far away from, you know, your family and having to rebuild the community where you're at. And I I think a lot of people don't realize how much goes into that. Um, You know, uh, it's very lonely a lot of times until you can find your people where you're at yeah, and rebuild. And then it's like, once you get that connection, it's like, oh, right. Here's some orders. You got somewhere else to go, Um, (laughs) you know? And so I think a lot of times uh, family members and stuff think like we just choose to like move from place to place or, you know, do these different things. But, you know, we just got to, like you said before, we just got to make the best of it. Yeah. Building that community wherever we are. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes, you know, all of the times you don't have an option. You know, you you go where you're told to go. You follow Mm -hmm. your service member. There are families who choose to be separate and say, okay, I'm going to hold back on this, you know, this duty station, you go and, you know, the family will be separated. But that's not the case for a lot of families. A lot of families, Mm -hmm. you know, stick together and go to all the different places that their service member goes as well. Um, And it can be hard and difficult, especially for, you know, families that are that are close and, you know, have lived together and, you know, Mm -hmm. especially these big families that are in the same city, the same state, you know, (laughs) that are not kind of spread out over the country. And Mm -hmm. so it can be hard for, you know, families to understand when, you know, their son or daughter or cousin or, you know, whatever it may be, marries into the military life and, you know, are up and gone and moving all around. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any, I don't want to say bad experiences, but any experiences that have, you know, made military life a little more challenging than others? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I feel like the top one was when um, we had just literally found out that we were pregnant and then um, my husband was getting ready to deploy. And so we found out. And then the day we had um, our first appointment, that same day after we left, we went to Chick-fil-A, had breakfast and he was gone. He he went on his, you know, deployment. And um, that was hard because that was January 2020 right before COVID happened, then it was yeah. like, boom, COVID happens. And so right. at first, you know, it was fine at first, you know, I was just like working and um, hanging out with coworkers and stuff. And then when COVID hit, it was just like, no, you're by yourself. You're stuck in this right. house. Um, and so I was thankful that like friends of my husband and stuff stepped in and, you know, brought groceries and stuff to the house for me and everything. So I wouldn't have to get out, but that was a hard time because I couldn't have, you know, family come in, whatever, you know, so it was a lot of FaceTime and talking on the phone. Um, that was a tough time being by myself um, and going through morning sickness and everything alone. Uh, but once he was able to come back, you know, things were pretty good. But yeah, I would say that that was like the top, like horrible, like worst thing <laughs> right there was being alone, pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you can't necessarily, you know, 
match up dates and pick everything right. to work out perfectly. And, yes. you know, sometimes you just have to kind of, again, go with the flow and mm-hmm. do whatever. But, you know, with a deployment, a baby on the way and COVID all on top of each other, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine how stressful and chaotic that might be. And, you know, even taking COVID out of the situation, there's a lot of women who, you know, go through pregnancies and even mm-hmm. deliveries with their their significant other in another country. Yes. And, you know, <laughs> that's a whole other challenge in itself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's these, you know, so many special moments that you're building that, you know, families, you know, make together and they mm-hmm. have these moments together and within the snap of a finger, you know, <laughs> it's it's not the same for military life at all. No, it's not. It's craziness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So tell me kind of about, because you have an Instagram page. So tell me kind of yes. how you uh, started that, what it's called um, and what motivated you to to do that. So I have an Instagram called Secrets of a Military Spouse. And the basis of it was I wanted to have a place where really not just military spouses, but anyone could come and just like if they had something they need to get off their chest, they could just, you know, release it to uh, a community that is not going to judge, you know, and just kind of show support, encouragement, prayer, whatever it is that they're in need of. Um, So I just decided to start that. Um, I think that was last year that I started it. I was just like, I'm going to do this because I had talked myself out of it for like a long time. Yeah. So I was happy that I started it. Um, it was going well for a while. And then I kind of just, you know, you get those days where you hit a plateau. Life is kind of hard. And so then you're just like, you forget to post. And then you're like, another day goes by. You forgot to post. Yeah. So it was a wow. Um, and so I just recently got back into it. And um, trying to post again, re-engage with my network and community, um, and just reach out and be a source there for other moms, you know, spouses, just people, anyone that needs to get anything off their chest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life is challenging and life throws, yeah. you know, many curveballs that, mm-hmm. you know, nobody can expect, nobody can predict. I mean, nobody predicted, you know, the whole pandemic to happen, right? right? So um, life throws many different challenges and, you know, especially to military families and, you know, you can never predict anything. You can never expect anything. And so having a place Mm -hmm. that, you know, you can go and kind of just, you know, have a safe space is important to be able to do that. And, you know, I definitely know where you're coming from with, you know, forgetting to post one day or, (laughs) you know, it starts a downward spiral. Let me tell it you, does. it, really <laughs> it does. is not easy. And you have social media is something that you have to be very consistent with. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I will be getting a master's in social media marketing with digital media. Ooh, and so awesome. it is definitely something that I'm learning about and passionate about, but you know, it is hard. It is something that you have to be consistent with. And the second you lose yeah. that, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you will yes. start to lose followers. You'll start to lose mm-hmm. engagement. You'll start to lose everything. And then you have to work so hard to build it back up, you yes. know, and, and continue on. Mm-hmm. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So tell me a little bit about kind of 
what it's like. I mean, I know you said your son is a little younger, but what is it like kind of, you know, raising a military child and are you kind of like expecting anything for like the future or, you know, what kind of challenges do you think you'll face? Well, right now, I feel like the, the hugest, the hugest, the huge (laughs) challenge is that, um, my son doesn't get to be around family, um, all the time. Um, and it's like, I was grateful that a couple months ago we went to, um, I'm originally from Oklahoma. So we went to Oklahoma for about two months and that I thought that was really good because he was able, able to build bonds with, um, his grandparents, his great grandparents, his aunts, uncles, you know, cousins and, you know, spend that time. And so that was really good because he had so much fun. I was just so happy to see him like that. And so since we've been back, you know, he FaceTimes everyone literally like all throughout the day. (laughs) And, you know, he remembers their faces and stuff like that. But it's just like, you know, it's not the same. So I feel like that's a a uh, big thing for me is that I, I want him to feel connected to his family. I want him to know that they're here, you know, that they know him and they know, you know, each other. But it's hard because now we live on the West Coast. Flights are expensive. And so yes. people want to come visit, but it's just like, it's a lot of money. Um, It takes time. You want to take off because you want to, you know, spend a good amount of time, you know. So I just feel like that's the biggest thing right now um but he he like you said he's small but I think as he gets older I think he might start feeling like left out like when he sees like oh you know the cousins they went and had this trip and stuff but I sure. couldn't go yeah. you know or, or whatever or constantly switching schools you know um and not being able to have that just set foundation or set home you know friendships and things like that so I don't know what we're gonna do but you just got to make it work. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's definitely like the motto of military families is like, we're going to make it work. Like, you know, whatever we yeah. have to do, do make it work. We're going to make it work, you know, but mm-hmm. it's hard to be away from family, especially at those young ages. Um, yeah. But, you know, like you said, FaceTime is a thing and, you know, you're still able to stay connected to your family and, you know, things like that on that aspect, but it is, it's completely different than seeing, (laughs) you know, someone in person or, you Mm -hmm. know, those trips, those vacations, those times that you can spend with your family, you know, those are irreplaceable. Yes, most definitely. (laughs) Yeah. So one other thing that I kind of always like to ask um, is what advice would you give to another military spouse? So I feel like my advice is communication, Um, you know, because I remember when we had first got married and um, my husband was they had him working like different shifts throughout the week. And I would be like, oh, thinking, okay, we're going to go do this. We're going to have date night. And he would call me like, hey, I got to work late or hey, I'm coming home, but I got to work the night shift or whatever the case may be. Um, and I was communicating how I felt and stuff like that, but communicating and like letting him know now and stuff like that. I know it's out of his hands, but he knows that, you know, oh, this meant a lot to her. Like, how can I make it up or what can we talk about getting our feelings out and stuff and, and still making time for each other. Like you always, I feel like in 
the military life and marriage, you have to make time for each other. You have to fight for it. You know, go on date nights, whether that is like you got to find like a baby, pay for a babysitter, you know, <laughs> even if it's just like 30 minutes or something. I feel like those little things are like very important because we weren't doing that before. And after, you know, we became parents, it was like, wait, we really need this time because now we're just all focused on being parents and working, um, but not each other. And so this year we have really dug deep and like taking time each month. We go on date night, you know, every night, you know, finding a show that we both like and watching it, talking about stuff, you know, just catching up and just being intentional. Um, I feel like that's just very important with being a military spouse. If you want, want your stuff to work because things happen, things come up, you're in the military lifestyle, but communication is in time. Yeah, it's, it's key. Definitely key. <laughs> yeah. Like we, you know, said the whole podcast episode, you know, it's so unpredictable. And so mm-hmm. uh, you can't expect anything and plans change and whatever else happens, happens. But, you yeah. know, it is so important to be able to communicate and to, you know, make time for each other still within the crazy and hectic life of, mm-hmm. you know, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing your experiences of, you know, being a military spouse and raising, you know, your son and things like that. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me, you know, and working with me because I know we had craziness going back and forth. (laughs) But no, I appreciate you so much. This is really, really awesome that you're doing this. Yes, I appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.